Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today I'm here with a bonus episode covering the Kanye documentary, Genius, that's been sweeping the nation. So I'm giving you this bonus episode because I do have some thoughts on this very intriguing documentary, but also I'll be going to Toronto the week, uh, the weekend of March 18th, and I won't have as much time to record, but I still want to, you know, feed the streets and give you guys something to chew on. So I'm just recording this quick and dirty, more raw, unpolished take before transitioning back to regular scheduled programming the week of March 30th. So I hope you enjoy it. As many know by now through listening to this show, and in particular my Donda review, Kanye has played a significant role in my life. Not only has he been one of my most favorite artists ever and still is, but I followed his career extremely closely, both on a musical level and a personal level, understanding the nuances of his personal life to the extent that I was able to. So this opportunity to see these morsels of information that I've gathered through the years expounded upon and never before seen footage was something I was very excited to see. And overall, plainly did this documentary deliver? Was it interesting? Was it well put together? I think absolutely. I think it was incredibly engaging and I think you could see that in the reception. I know personally many friends that watched the whole thing or at least watched one act which is a solid movie length at an hour and a half and all of them unanimously some are somewhat fans of Kanye some actually are quite turned off by him these days and everything in between everybody left feeling like oh this was interesting this was a good use of my time this was very inspiring potentially and I think that's just a sign of a great art piece that Cootie and team and Chike put together in Genius, and then also as a sign of an incredible story, which Kanye's life certainly is. I was overall incredibly impressed with the degree of legendary hip-hop moments that were caught on tape in some of the incredible studio moments we got. You have very casual, uh, casual moments in this documentary that are so ill just to see him in the car with Talib Kweli playing him some beats and then most defs just outside of the car like leaning over like rapping it's just wild to just see all of this happen so organically like they're all just regular people seeing Kanye add a tweak to the vocal arrangement and through the wire in that choir recording session that was in act two I found that so brilliant showing that the expert orchestrator ability of Kanye's that I've always loved from day one. 
it was there since the get-go seeing it show up that early in his career was just marvelous or seeing kanye collab with his yeezy design team in a more hands-on way than i would have imagined him to do was also inspiring to see but overall my main takeaway from this documentary wasn't really related to his artistry my main takeaway was related to what we learnt or what we didn't learn about Kanye as the man. If Genius was a scripted movie, I would have been disappointed with how this movie ended. It didn't feature this complete, fulfilling character arc from the movie's protagonist that I would have wanted and was missing critical footage on a hugely transformative time period of the main character's life from the beginning of his superstardom in 2006 to the death of his mother and dissolution of his relationship with Alexis Pfeiffer, and finally his Kardashian saga and his ventures into politics and fashion. But obviously, this was a documentary based on a real-life person. And in many ways, the things I wish could have been changed about this documentary apply directly to Kanye's actual life. Focusing on that point first of that character arc of Kanye not being fulfilling, it certainly applies to his real life because, come on, we all now, at least to some extent, have acknowledged that there has been a certain downfall of Kanye as a person, and it's been well discussed by now. Even if he is often misunderstood and unfairly treated, He is a flawed human that has used his influence and power in dangerous ways that are just inexcusable. There's no way around it. And so seeing Kanye turn up to motherfucking Tucker Carlson reacting to his campaign speech in Act 3, it hurt. It was so uncomfortable and sad. And it illuminated this part of Kanye that we have seen in many of these outbursts in public in the past, except this time, the moments akin to this in the documentary felt more raw and intimate. And throughout these moments in the documentary, there was no silver lining in those moments that you as an observer could hold your hat on and say, okay, yeah, he may have had these political beliefs, but this is what he really meant. This is what he truly deep down thought. Or he did this, but what he really meant to do was that. And oh, his heart was in the right place. But no, we don't really get any additional insight, at least as it relates to those particular moments in that particular later era time period of Kanye to really to really think that, to really believe that. There was nothing to go off of. Instead, you see a grown man in that moment in Act 3 in his car with an iPhone playing a Tucker Carlson analysis of his campaign speech where Tucker Carlson is manipulating his speech into another patented Democrats want to infantilize and silence free-thinking black folk take and Kanye yelling facts, facts, belligerently yelling in his car to his iPhone and to the the whatever crew along with Cootie that's in that car with him. And it is so disturbing. It is so disturbing and disappointing. 
And it was also one of those few moments where the mental health troubles of Kanye really are at the forefront where it's just so hard to avoid. Back in Act 1 and Act 2, the audience is blessed with moments of extreme passion from Kanye that don't feel negative at all, but instead feel inspiring. One of the most powerful moments and was used as one of the teasers for this documentary was in Act 1, where Ye is backstage with most deaf and uh, some others. Most casually spits his two words verse, and then Kanye comes in to do his. And there's a moment in that freestyle where you can really feel the tone change. Kanye goes from confidently delivering his verse like he always does, to rapping like his absolute sole purpose in life is for you to feel every single word in your soul. It was so unbelievably intense that although if I was there in that room with Kanye, Most Def and all them, I'd surely be impressed and enjoying the freestyle. It's a dope song and this is a dope freestyle from Kanye. But it would have also felt kind of uncomfortable to witness that because it sounded intense in a way that very few people actually get in reality and in a manner that felt so personal that we shouldn't even be hearing it as bystanders. It's certainly inspiring in this moment. It can move you to tears. It's that raw. It's that intense. But then you still also get that intensity and that rawness later on in the documentary in act three we get it in that tucker carlson moment i just referenced we get it in this very weird strange moment where they're in the dominican i believe where he's sitting in a bulletproof vest beside two billionaire white realtors talking about real estate for some mega church where he then starts to randomly bring up being institutionalized in front of them. And that's the first moment where Cootie says that he had to turn off the camera because it felt wrong to capture this side of Kanye. And damn right, it felt wrong. It felt like you're watching someone completely lose their mind and unravel in front of your eyes. It's just so sad just so sad that same intensity in his demeanor was present in that two words scene in act one except in these later stage outbursts and you can see it also in the public outbursts that we saw prior to this documentary where you can really feel the hurt in his voice and, his, and in his demeanor, the tone is, is less confident and proud in its defiance or conviction. And instead is just feels like a release of pure distilled frustration and desperation. Like his ambition to be great is all his life hinges on to fill this void inside of him. It, it's, it's just... It's in a weird way, it is really similar. That's why when I people talk about we miss the old Kanye, I think the old Kanye is still there, but that old Kanye has clearly been through something, whether it's a mental state that has deteriorated, which I think is the case, but also a series of traumas. I think the obvious one is his mother not being with him, where it 
feels so tragic to watch. It doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth at all. It, it just makes me feel really sad. Now, as it relates to the aspects of this documentary related to the gaps in time that aren't covered in detail in this doc, as Cootie remarks in the documentary, he lost touch with Kanye from basically 2006 to the 2016 year. And yes, surely from a musical standpoint, there are so many groundbreaking albums that were made in that time period that I would have died for some studio session footage of that. But also, and most importantly, these pieces missing from the genius storyline are key reasons why I don't feel like the subtle transformations that begun to take place within Kanye as he ascended into superstardom, his personal and professional lives began to dramatically change that I don't think it was illuminated at all. Well, not at all. I think that's a little too far, but it wasn't really detailed in a way where we can get some new understanding. And so just as we were pre-documentary, there is still a detachment between us as Kanye fans, admirers, and the Yeezy we now know of today, where we don't know how his mother's death truly affected him, how his various relationships that disintegrated, how that affected him, how his ventures into fashion and the general uber-rich society that he was uh, joining, how that affected him. Instead, we are left in a position where we can surely track how this transformation may have occurred. We get certainly great insight into early Kanye, and we can certainly see the breadcrumbs and signs of what was to come in the future, but we are still largely left in the dark. Why is Kanye the man he is today? Why has he done the things that he has done? Why has he said the things that he has said? Why has he had these beliefs that he has believed in? We don't fully know. And that's not a shortcoming or a criticism of Genius the Documentary. It is just a reflection of our reality that as much as people like me would love to know, we just don't. The Kanye West that exists today is still largely a mystery. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC-TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, 
Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.